Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of WBBM In-Depth. I'm your host for today, Jay Zawoski. Halloween is this Sunday, and there are haunted houses, pumpkin patches, and trick-or-treat parties happening all over the Chicagoland area. WBBM's Rob Hart had the opportunity to chat with one of the area's premier pumpkin carving artists, Kelly Capel from Geneva. Kelly offers her advice on how to best carve your pumpkins, how to make your pumpkins last, and how she got her start as a pumpkin artist. Well, I started off... um... I've always loved pumpkins, but I'm actually, uh, my degree is in scientific illustration. Um, so I was the illustrator for Brookfield Zoo for five to six years. And I just love carving pumpkins. I don't know, I started about 15 years ago um, with real pumpkins and it's spiraled down into artificial ones now as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a blast. How did you go from scientific illustrator for the Brookfield Zoo to uh, putting those skills into pumpkins? Was it just uh, something you discovered kind of on your own that you had a knack for it? Yeah, that's, I would say that I just took a chance to do a really kind of hard pumpkin and I liked how real they looked. I fell in love with it. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> Before you moved over there, I mean, what was kind of, you know, what would you do for, for jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween? Just a basic uh, smiley face, the kind of thing that everyone else does? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you little pin pricks to get your design on there um, to carve it. Yeah, just the very, very basic. And I looked at a pumpkin one year and I got inspiration from somebody online and said, you know, I'm going to try that because I didn't know I didn't know you could do that with pumpkins. Um, so it was just I, I can't remember what I saw. I think it might have been a Spider-Man pumpkin. I was like, wow, that's really cool. So I gave a hand at it and never looked back. <laughs> And how many years have you been doing this? Um, About 15. How has this kind of spiraled over the years from uh, something that you pursued on your own to uh, something that, uh, you know, public displays and things like that? Well, like I said, I transitioned into artificial um, pumpkins because they don't rot after a week and I get to keep what I carve. I still try to carve a few real ones every year just to remember the feeling. Um, but I've done carvings for the city of Geneva that I live in, the businesses. And this year, my husband and I actually uh, carved for the Jacqueline World in Lake Zurich um, over the summer. We did about 100 pumpkins for their display up there that's running right now. 
And I have a display in my garage that's open to the communities to come until Halloween. Um, and it's, we get a lot of people. It's a lot of fun. And these pumpkins that you've done for uh, uh, other organizations, um, uh, are these the artificial pumpkins or are these real? Uh, they're artificial. That way they can keep them and put them up every year. It's, it's basically the same method. It's just different tools. Over the course of, of your career doing this, you know, what are some of the more memorable pumpkin carvings uh, that either you did uh, to a, a natural pumpkin and it just kind of you know, disappeared or ones that you decided to keep? Well, the favorite of mine, I did a Pennywise um, when the first It movie came out. And that was an artificial. It was one of my bigger artificial pumpkins. And that one's probably my pride and joy. Um, as far as the real ones go, I've done so many, it's hard to, it's hard to know. You know, I did, um, I did a few of Bradley Cooper years and years ago and sent them off to his sister, um, pictures of it, and she sent it off to him. So I thought that was pretty cool. I like to do anything scary. I, I, I geared more towards the scary side for Halloween, but I also like to do people that people know who they are, Star Wars and Disney and the traditional you know, scary, scary man, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, that kind of thing. So you are more on the uh, the scary side of Halloween than the whimsical side of Halloween. A little bit. I try to I try to give both to everybody. But yeah, for the most part, I like the scary. <laughs> Over the course of time, as you've you've carved, you know, the real pumpkins. Uh, what are some things that you learned? about the art of carving a pumpkin that uh, maybe the uh, average civilian may not know or could be doing wrong? There's really nothing you can do wrong, um, but there are definitely things to improve upon your experience. Um, I learned that actually carving a hole in the bottom of your pumpkin versus cutting off the top will give your pumpkin more life, not shelf life. Um, if you were to do that, you do need to cut a hole in the top of it, just a small hole so that the candle can get oxygen. Um, but that really does extend the life of your pumpkin. I also recommend you can go to any store and get the tools, you know, they have the little kits. But if you really want to make your life easier, go to a craft store and get clay tools, like a large ribbon clay tool that really helps scrape the inside out of your pumpkin so you can get it nice and thin. Um, and if you want to try a hand at shading, you know, that clay tools are really going to be your best bet. I don't know. A lot of people don't want to get that detail because they do rot. So, you know, but it's fun. I'd say everybody should try it at least once. <laughs> and then uh, do you uh, do any special treatments uh, on, on the real pumpkins to uh, keep the squirrels away? Uh -huh. I had that prepared for you. Yes. Um, you can try, there's a lot of different things you can try. I can't promise they're all going to work. Um, but, uh, water and distilled vinegar solution sprayed in the pumpkin that won't hurt them. They don't like the smell of vinegar. Um, and they definitely do not like cayenne pepper. So you can sprinkle a little cayenne pepper on it, in it. Um, like I said, some still may get in there, but it does help. After the holidays, there's always some debate over how long, uh, you should keep your Christmas decorations and your Christmas tree <laughs> up. Um, when it comes inside the pumpkin carving community, is there a, like a hard and fast rule on when, uh, how far into November uh, your Halloween stuff should stay out? Or 
I mean, in the case, I'm guessing in the case of natural pumpkins, uh, Father Time takes care of that for you. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, if you're not carving your pumpkins, keep them out until Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, I'm not a big fan of keeping Halloween decorations up past Halloween because I have them up all month. So I'm pretty exhausted by the end of the month. <laughs> um, but, you know, once Thanksgiving hits, I think by then Halloween should be off the table. <laughs> And then what do you do uh, to dispose of your pumpkins? Because I know uh, pumpkin recycling is right. a uh, it, becoming a bigger and bigger trend. Right. I actually have a small compost um, in my backyard. So I just put them back there and the squirrels can have at it and they break down and they're gone. You know, it's funny. One year uh, I decided yeah. to do that and then... We found out the hard way. That's how we had mice in our crawl space because I found oh. a big pile of pumpkin seeds from the back of the yard. Uh, now in the uh, in in a, a a far corner of our crawl space. So clearly the mice uh, got the seeds then and then took them someplace warm. So that's also, I mean, if you're worried about yeah. critters, um, it's not just squirrels. It's uh, it's everything right. else too. That I I will take note of that because we have had mice in our basement as well. So maybe we'll have to find the, I know communities have places where you can drop them off. So I might do some research and see where in my community I could take them and dispose of them. And what is it about cutting the pumpkin from the bottom versus the top? How does it uh, preserve it for a greater period of time? Well, my theory is that less oxygen um, gets inside the pumpkin and the moisture stays in the pumpkin versus evaporating out. That's really the only thing I can think um, why, you know, if you take the top off, you're letting all that moisture to evaporate. Um, another trick that's kind of messy if you want to preserve a carve is to put Vaseline around the carved parts. That also helps keep moisture inside of the pumpkin. And then when it comes to um, uh, sources of light, uh, do you fall down on the side of uh, actual candles or uh, uh, artificial illumination? Well, when you're using artificial pumpkins, you definitely don't want to use candles. Um, they're very flammable. For real pumpkins, I do prefer candles. Um, the little tea light candles, I feel, don't produce enough light. So you'd need to use multiples of those um, in your pumpkins. I do like the flickering that you get from the candles. They do make puck lights that you can buy that have flickering and that change colors. So depending upon your carve, you might want to mix it up and make the light purple or green or, you know, different colors. So those are available as well. Is this your busy season? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's coming to an end. So I'm, I'll be ready for that, that nap. <laughs> If you want to check out Kelly Capel's pumpkin art for yourself, you can visit her home in Geneva located at 723 Lexington Drive. Make sure you respect the hours of operation for her, though. Her display is open from 6 to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday through October 31st. Thanks to Kelly Capel and Rob Hart for their contributions to this episode. For WBBM In-Depth... I'm Jay Zawoski. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.